Welcome to Our Shoreline, Your Horizon, a podcast by Dan Casey, featuring business and economic development news from St. Clair County, Michigan. Stretch your horizons in the beautiful shoreline communities of St. Clair County, home to one of the nation's busiest international border crossings. Learn more at edascc.com. This is Our Shoreline, Your Horizon, and I'm Dan Casey with the Economic Development Alliance of St. Clair County, Michigan. Welcome to the podcast where we explore economic development trends and interesting companies in the Thumb Coast region of Michigan. So let's dive into today's guest and topic. Please welcome John Ryan to the studio. John is the president of Precision Computer Solutions, Inc., which is a Port Huron-based company. Precision Computer Solutions is a full-service firm, and like a lot of companies in the industry, Precision Computer Solutions does a little bit of everything from setting up and managing computer networks to providing cybersecurity solutions to its clients. So welcome to the podcast today, John. Thanks, Dan. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into this wonderful world of technology? <laughs> I grew up in it. So Precision is now a second generation organization. This is our 40th year in business. My mother, Rhonda Ryan, started it in 1983. Uh, She did some nightlife coding for St. Clair County Road Commission. Uh, So she was in their accounting department, found out that it would be a good investment to start developing some applications or some modules around their accounting application at the time that would help facilitate more of the financial value within an application. She spent a lot of time with IBM. They helped start the business through hardware investment and education investment. We're now 38 counties strong with uh, the counties that use our business application, which we call our our ERP application. And that handles a lot of the data governments and finance reporting that is specific to Michigan County Road Commissions. It allows them to focus on their operations um, and better report their costs to the state and how they have to do that against their revenue. The other half of the business is our technology services division, which we call our managed services division. That side of the business has been ongoing since 1999. So that spun out of the road commission application side. Back then when you sold software, you sold the hardware that it ran on. Um, That was a big component of why IBM was involved in in, uh, helping the business grow. So as the business grew with Road Commission clients, we needed technology specialists to support that hardware and install that hardware and maintenance that hardware. To subsidy that staff that didn't need to be working 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, but we wanted them to be around. We wanted full-timers. We wanted good team to, to stick around and stay in one place. We then started selling those IT services to local businesses in the St. Clair County area, and it's since grown to be the larger half of our business. We have 114 active clients. They're mainly headquartered in Michigan, uh, but we do service organizations globally, and we do that through partnerships uh, with MSPs just like ourselves. Myself, I worked for the company through high school, through college, summer jobs. Uh, It was a little tough to avoid it with my mom being so involved in, in IT. I then graduated from Western Michigan in 2004. And I went to work in IT in Chicago for CDW. Uh, That then took me into supply chain. I found that I had a knack for software and how it ran supply chain and the the OCD required to run a logistics team. I, I worked my way up through the world's largest chocolate company, helped work with their uh, uh, their integrations teams, 
deploying software, improving operations. And then as I uh, married my wife, who's from Rochester, and we're both from Michigan at this point, living in the suburbs of Chicago, we decided it was time to come back to Michigan. I started talking with Rhonda about buying into the company and facilitating her retirement. Uh, And that's where we're at. That was 2018 when we moved back. I haven't looked back since. Love being back in Michigan and St. Clair County. Well, so that's a pretty complete history of the company. But I think the important thing that, you know, we want to emphasize today is the managed services that you talked about because that's where the majority of the companies will see a benefit in working with you, your your clients. And full disclosure, my organization is one of those clients as well. That is correct. Right. So we we use your services and uh, you help us with our server server maintenance, mm-hmm. all the, anything related to a server, licensing, all of that, computer repair work, some software applications that we have, not all of them, but some of them. And so we, we've enjoyed a kind of a long yes. stay with your company. And I, I speak highly of uh, your work. And of course, my cousin works for your company. Too, yes. So that helps. Thank you. Yeah. So anyway, uh, tell me a little bit more about that, though, uh, like the the bread and butter kind of things that companies would care about. Yeah. Our managed IT services, our specialty is in network infrastructure, the maintenance uh, and and functionality of it, and especially the security of it. So we start there uh, when we're building a, a partner relationship with a client. As that then stabilizes, we focus on the security of it, and we start diving into what the industry would consider to be cybersecurity services. So we want to make sure that the foundational components of a network exist before we start talking about security of of an organization. And that always starts where everyone doesn't want it to, and that's with people. Everybody wants to hear us talk about fancy equipment and tools. And the first thing that uh, Dave Wilton, our security engineer, is going to talk to people about is is people. And, And it can be a little offsetting. Uh, but it, it, the education and the continuous education and awareness of security within a business is probably the most important part. You could have all the all the tools to protect your equipment, protect your computers and your servers, but they're not going to do you any good if somebody is unknowingly compromising a process or compromising those tools that protect that equipment. So it's where we always like to start. It's the, it's the least popular, but it does work all the time. You know, this world of computer technology is really a scary one in Mm -hmm. a lot of respects. So you think about, you know, when I first came to EDA, we had a server in our space that did all of our backups. Well, today that's an albatross. It's obsolete. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody does that. It's all cloud-based, right? Which is good because that puts the servers in the cloud that they're off-site, right? So if the worst thing happens and you have a fire or whatever, your data is secured and protected somewhere else. So that's that's really critical today. And then there's the whole world of cybersecurity, which we'll get into in a minute. So just talk mm-hmm. about how technology has changed. It's it's constantly changing. Yes. And how you keep up with it. Uh, it's a it's a full time job to keep up with technology. Uh, the tools that are meant to be helping us are the probably the ones that are evolving the most. Your laptops, your your PCs, your servers, frankly, those haven't changed in 20 years. They're the same thing that existed then. They're just more powerful, maybe smaller and a little bit more convenient. It's the software that's there to protect those that is ever-changing, and that's on purpose. So the, the malicious content that's out there, the guys that are trying to find their ways in, um, they're changing as well, so the tools change with it. Uh, being educated on those and what not necessarily work, but 
what are the best fits for our clients, what are the best fits for our operation. Uh, We're traveling the country all the time, going to conferences, utilizing the full team of 12, dispersing that activity through the group. We're constantly testing tools, doing demos. If we think that it's uh, something that could work, we then do a proof of concept in-house. So it's not uncommon for us to deploy ransomware on purpose uh, against a a server and a PC that are sitting in our office uh, to see what different tools are going to do, how they react. And then if that works, how can we scale it across to our our clients and not ignoring the client's budget? Yeah. It's one thing to find things that work. It's a whole nother to find them that fit the majority of everyone's budget and that makes sense for the business. What they can afford. That's absolutely. It's a tightrope out there, Dan, to to figure that out and and to not just be throwing new tools at the clients all the time. It, it, it takes a fair amount of effort to, to roll something out. Yeah, and so one of the weaknesses that you probably have in any networked environment is old technology that's mm-hmm. still sitting there. And I know I said we'd get back to talking about cybersecurity, but there was an attack on, I believe it was the city of Flint just two or three years ago, where the hackers got in through a TV in the court. It was hanging on the wall and no one realized that it was there and that it was connected to the network Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't up to date. The software wasn't up to date to secure that. So it's little things like that can can really trip a company up. 100%. We talk a lot. uh, Our our biggest uh, industry segment within our managed service clients is manufacturing. It makes sense. We're in the the corridor just like everyone else here in St. Clair County. So we try to specialize on that. And we lean on their ability to control process and to manage inventory at their, at their production level. So they, they all do that really well. And we do our best to convince them to extend those functions into their IT uh, because having a strong inventory and even more importantly, having strong maintenance process around that inventory is how you can uh, more importantly manage your security around your IT equipment. Because if you don't know it, it, it exists, you're obviously not going to have the tools and you're not going to have the process included for that piece of hardware. It, it happens all the time. And the, and the people that work at your client locations are a big part of the problem because all it takes is one person to open up mm-hmm. an email that's uh, sketchy and then clicking on an attachment and you have a major potential yes. problem. Yeah, the, we see the, the same scam a lot, which is... You know, you've been working with Sally at Vendor A for 20 years. She's been emailing you from the same email address for 20 years with the same invoices. All of a sudden, Sally's asking you to change one small thing for this latest invoice. Because it's Sally, you circumvent your process. You make that change, and all of a sudden, you've paid an invoice to an ACH from some other account that you've now lost $26,000. I'd say that's the most common one. It's never hackers. It's not people trying to break through your firewall. It's us as users bypassing a process that's put in place for a reason. And that's how, that's how it happens. And so I, I would imagine one of the services you're providing is constantly helping to train mm-hmm. your clients, employees, and, and, and management on what they need to do to be safe. Yep. That's the, the security training. Uh, we have a webinar with your team uh, in two weeks. That, uh, the security training is a component that we'll talk about at length. Again, going back to people, you needed to be facilitating awareness on a weekly basis, just so people know that cybersecurity culture is a, is a it is a fact of life at your business. It doesn't mean that you have to need to be an expert. It just you need to be aware that it's a focus 
within the culture of the business. And then you lead in with an annual training, maybe a monthly quiz, whatever you need to do to keep people aware of the latest scams or keep them fresh on the proper etiquette, especially within email. Uh, it goes a long way yeah. to saving a lot of money. Sure. So with the last couple of minutes we have, I thought I'd touch on one other topic, which is how technology is constantly evolving and changing. And one of the areas that we're seeing a, a lot of change occur right now is uh, with Industry 4.0, which is things like bringing more automation into the workplace. The automation isn't necessarily related to manufacturing, although that's commonly how people perceive it. But it's, it's also things like back office systems, big data. It, it can be point of sale systems for retailers and things like that. So how is that challenging you and your team? It's a lot. Just when we thought we knew most of what we needed to know for our core client base, we're now back on our toes scrambling. So we just came from a conference in Colorado uh, about four weeks ago. Uh, Microsoft was there. We met with them in person. I mean, we talked about AI and how they're integrating AI into their tools. A lot of the business operation consultants that were there talked about how AI is going to impact the way that people deal with data. And it's across all aspects of business. Uh, healthcare is a very, very large one because their data repositories are so large. Uh, you think about when you go into a healthcare office, all the data that they collect from you, not even on your first visit, just on your continuous visits, it's constant. The ability for doctors to be able to leverage that data and get you uh, not necessarily in and out faster, but get them into your patient room faster is the goal, which is great to hear. Uh, we'll see if they can accomplish it. But the, the idea would be that they understand more about you across all of your uh, physicians, maybe even your dentist, to be able to get a holistic view of your overall health is something that we, we talked about when we were there. Manufacturing, of course, is an endless opportunity taking advantage of AI and what the data can do for those organizations. Um, but of course, just like every tool, there's then the, the negative side of it. And while we were there at the conference, somebody had generated a piece of AI ransomware that we saw live and we watched uh, some cybersecurity specialists try to resolve live and it was entering itself into a, a network as something very basic to learn what cybersecurity tools were there, and then it automatically evolved and changed itself to circumnavigate those tools once it was known, and then, of course, it, it spread, and that came through email. And it was just, it was something that, you know, was shocking. We all kind of know it was coming, but there's really nothing you can do other than just continue to move forward, continue to evolve, talk to people, listen to what the, the experts have to say, uh, and do your best to deploy those tools and deploy those best practices where and when you can. And I'm pretty confident your your team, your company is going to be able to do that, continue to change and evolve and, and prepare for the future. We're going to do our best. I mean, it's uh, cost will be, I think, a, the biggest topic in, in every business, which is how is this going to lower my cost or maybe increase my margins, however you want to look at it. Our business is no different. Uh, we'd be foolish to ignore those AI tools as well. So when we talk about Precision Computer Solutions as a business, we're looking at that as well. Um, there's automation within our help desks that we can take advantage of. Again, it all relies on the data. How can we more quickly resolve this ticket? What I'm shocked in, though, Dan, is it never got to the point where it talked about eliminating people. It was about taking the people that you have and allowing them to work 
not necessarily faster, but smarter. Okay. Well, you gave me another thing to be worried about, which is the radio station is going to figure out that they can they can bring in a GPT <laughs> chat bot to yes. replace me to do this podcast in Both the future. <laughs> so fortunately, they don't pay me anything for this. So. <laughs> anyway, thanks for being on the podcast today. I appreciate all the great information about Precision Computer Solutions and your team and the work that you're doing here in the Thumb Coast region of Michigan. My pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity, Dan. EDA's programs, services, and mission to enhance and grow our region's economy and prosperity in St. Clair County are made possible by the generous support of our EDA members. So learn more at edascc.com. I'm Dan Casey with the EDA of St. Clair County and not a GPT chatbot. And I hope you'll join us again for the next podcast of Our Shoreline, Your Horizon. Thanks for listening. To hear more, visit the podcast page at WGRT.com or find Our Shoreline, Your Horizon on your favorite podcast app.